Welcome to Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shape them. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Gooey Fame. Goo, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Uh, you know what? I'm not doing too bad either. That's um, good. Usually, this is the podcast that uh, that focuses <laughs> on video game movies and the stories that shape them. But for the second week in a row, we are calling an audible and covering something else completely different and we are doing that as a uh, a birthday gift to one mm. <laughs> gooey fame uh goo i don't know if this is gonna be released on or uh, around your birthday but if it's on your birthday happy fucking birthday <laughs> and if it's around i'll just you know save it thank you thank you yes this actually this was my idea too i was just trying to think of a good reason for us <laughs> to watch john wick and talk about it um because i it's one of my favorite series of films and uh i thought hey it's my birthday coming up it's like one of those things where you ask someone for your birthday present so if it kind of like to you you're like am i devaluing it but uh whatever this is what i wanted uh i ask for my birthday present all the time i i love doing that (laughs) (laughs) and you you know what you did ask me we're gonna do the same thing for your birthday that's Uh, right yeah i don't although i'm still reveal it no, I don't want to reveal it yet because I I'm like I'm having a little bit of second thoughts because oh. it's just like I I feel like that's my pick was such a virtual theater pick, but also like there's so like there's a world out there like great virtual theater like properties that we could be looking into. I think I'm gonna still stick with uh, the thing that I picked, but I'm I'm just like I'm I'm looking at the <laughs> the greener grass on the other side too. Yeah, well, okay, there's a teaser for everyone. It's a very virtual theater pick. Yes, it's it's very, <laughs> very, very virtual theater. Um, almost as virtual theater as John Wick, of course. Yes. This has been uh, this has been synonymous with virtual theater since the beginning, so it's kind of like an honorary video game movie. There's a John Wick video game out now, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, I played a little bit. I got it recently. Um, it's not that good, but it's, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> What what uh, platform is that on? Uh, well, it's on PC, and then I think they just recently came to PS4, so I got it. And it's kind of mm-hmm. it's conceptually it's a cool thing because it's like so it's like sort of turn based, like you move in turns and you can kind of be tactical, which is kind of cool because that's you know like John Wick wouldn't really be good as a like first person shooter because right. it, he has he's like you know very specific and tactical in his movement so it actually makes sense in this form but it's not it's not done to like its full potential i don't think but it is it is neat it's a neat little game you know the thing about john wick that i feel like would be very hard to replicate in video game form is like um it's like a like this is a a series known for its um choreography and and whatever so like you can't really mimic that in like video game form. Yeah. Like you can't mimic those precise kills or like shots or stuff like that. Like you, you kind of can, but you also you'll never be able to do it as good as the movie. So I feel like it'll always be a little bit lesser than, no matter what. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe not. Like I, maybe you could do it properly, but also I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like it would be a little bit hard to pull off in in any form that it was going to be in, whether it's first person shooter or third person or whatever. But um, there- yeah. I do think there kind of are there kind of is a good John Wick game out there that isn't John Wick 
themed, but it's that game super hot. Do you know that game? No, no. What's that? So it's like, I, I think it's, I think you can play it outside of VR, but I know they have a, there's a VR thing for it. That's big, but basically it's like a real low, like lo-fi looking game. Like everyone's just kind of like a mannequin looking figure, but it's a first person mm-hmm. shooter, mm-hmm. I guess, but things like people only move and like the bullets and weapons only move when you're moving. So right. it, it kind of allows you to like, you know, make decisions and be tactical and like do cool stuff like while all this crazy like bullets are flying at you and you can dodge them and stuff and then like you know after you've beaten the level you can even like replay it real quick and see everything you did which you can do in the John Wick game as well but like you mentioned with the choreography it just doesn't look as cool <laughs> with just these like characters doing the animations but in super hot i think it does kind of give you that that rush of like being in the driver's seat while like making these like split second moves while it's going on. So I don't know. I've always kind of felt like we don't really need a John Wick game because it already exists to me. <laughs> Roll tied to that. Um, I, you know, I always felt like uh, John Wick was almost like a movie version of Hitman, but good. And I actually like, I've never played Hitman. I haven't watched Hitman yet. And we're covering Hitman yeah. next episode. So I, sh- I shouldn't be shitting all over it, but like, to me, I feel like this is what Hitman is kind of like should sure. be all about, or it's what I it's what I picture it being about. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The new so. the new Hitman games have a little bit of that. They're they're kind of awesome actually. Um, but you know, when you get into the to the even when you get into the combat, it's never it's never about like right killing ten guys at once. You know. Well, um, let's let's get into. John Wick, the movie here, we're going to do this a little bit differently. We're not going to go beat by beat here. We're just going to, basically, we're just going to talk about the movie. We're going to talk about the characters, and then we are going to talk about the action set pieces, which uh, there's five big ones that I'm I'm dying to get into here. Okay, cool. But um, we're going to, we're going to streamline this one a little bit. Uh, if, if for whatever reason you haven't watched John Wick, what are you doing? We're not going to have, uh, we're not going to have the usual thumbs up, thumbs down at the end. This is a fucking banger. This is a thumbs up <laughs> for sure. Uh, for sure. A huge thumbs up. Uh, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, retrospective at the end of the episode here, but, um, for now, let's just get some very, very basic stuff out of the way. Um, this was released September 19th, 2014, directed by Chad. Oh boy. Stahelski? I think Stahelski. Stahelski. Yeah, I usually right. just try to say it as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, people forget. Um, and this this was his uh, directorial debut, actually. So, Goo, you sent me that um, that like behind the scenes bonus footage last night that I was I was checking out, and i I was very uh, I was very like surprised to learn that like they had never made an action movie before um, before making John Wick because like to me this is like the action movie and it's like <laughs> damn like they came in hot yeah well i i think that's what's interesting about if you look at him and i think they're with this one there's like an uncredited second director yeah, so, he's like the producer as well right uh derek kolstad was yeah. the other director and he wrote the movie as well so yeah the, the two of them were like a tag team but for, for whatever reason only one of them was credited yeah yeah so like he, yeah i think they if you look at like their IMDb like they've just been all over the place and i 
I think that's something I like about the like what goes into this movie because I think they've all got their start as like uh, stuntmen, like Chad Stahelski. What I think he was Keanu's stunt double in The Matrix. He did all his stunts, and then they went Ooh. on them and in that video I showed you, they talk about how they went on to form their own like stunt company. And then from there, they got a lot of like second unit directing, like assistant directing jobs for like one notable one is like civil war, Captain America, civil war they did. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, you know, like this is their foray into like directing their own movies. And I think that's, I mean, that's just what to me makes the action in this so good is that you're coming from like the perspective of, stunt and choreography people who are like you know trying to make the action scenes as good as possible and obviously that really shows yeah and and i'm just checking out um chad's uh uh page right now this guy was a second unit director for captain america's civil war did stunts on the matrix he did stunts for the hunger games he uh he actually had a role in v for vendetta constantine this guy's been all over the place so yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. So even even these people, I mean, a lot of their um, they they even do have some acting credits. I mean, a lot of times yeah. they're just like, you know, some henchman who does some fighting, you know, but to me, it's like they've uh, got into other, you know, other parts of making a movie. So they they kind of uh, at least have some perspective on all of it. Oh, and then. OK, so then, no, there was a uh, David Leach was the producer he also helped direct this, um, and he has a similar story where if you look at his stuff, he's also acted in a bunch of stuff. And then he also went on to direct like uh, Atomic Blonde, and I think he did like the second Deadpool movie and stuff. So, yeah, just uh, a- I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to Atomic Blonde. Actually, I remember watching that, and I didn't, I didn't have high expectations. Sam and I actually got tickets for free for I can't. I can't remember why, but they were they were like pre-screening tickets, like before the movie was released. So we went and checked oh, it out, cool. and I I thought it was really good. Actually, that movie kicked a lot of ass. Yes, and that also had a very cool, notable fight scene. And when I saw that, I was even more stoked because I was like, "Oh boy, we're about to enter!" Like I'm I'm still waiting for it, but like the the post John Wick era where like action movies have like action scenes in them again, you know, <laughs> like yeah. good good choreography and stuff because i think those both uh are great examples of that yeah 100 percent um and this movie is uh is star studded as well it's got a ton oh of God, uh, yeah. big names keanu reeves michael uh Nyquist, alfie allen you might know him from game of thrones uh willem defoe ian yes. mcshane and of course the man the myth the legend John Linguizamo. Hell yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh man, just makes me just makes me smile to see Johnny Legs in this movie. And I can and we'll talk about him in a bit here. Mm-hmm. Um so for anybody, before we just start uh talking about John Wick just in general here, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm gonna give you the basic outline of the plot, and uh it's not much. Um so quote The story focuses on John Wick searching for the man who broke into his home, stole his vintage car, and killed his puppy, which was a last gift to him from his recently deceased wife. That really is almost like the whole story. And when I was watching the behind the scenes thing last night, like um, one of the directors, I can't remember which one, said something that stuck out to me. And it's like the story is scary simple, but like it just resonates really, really well throughout the whole thing. 
Yes. I I th- I think it's perfect. Like it's it's it gets exactly what it needs out of it. And then some things like they they expand upon some of those things a little bit. But overall, I think they keep it really simple and you get a lot of what you need out of just like the the actors performances, the the fights themselves, you know, like just the like little things they do, you know, but then the story itself is so you know, it doesn't mess around, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a uh, it's very focused would be a word that I would use, uh, much like John Wick himself in the story. Um, so, Goo, when when did you first see John Wick? Like, did you see it when it came out? I'm assuming that you did. Yes. Yeah. So this is a I'm excited to talk about it because when I think about it, I feel similarly about when I first saw it as I did when we all watched super Mario brothers together just as mm-hmm. like one of those really memorable film going experiences though. This was actually, this is one of my favorite theater experiences I would say. Um, and actually, so even before I saw it, I was, I was about to go on tour actually with my, with my band and I was at home and I was just like looking at movie trailers uh, on YouTube or something. And I saw John wick with Keanu I was like Mm -hmm. okay um you know I like I like Keanu Reeves and stuff so I was like interested and I started watching the trailer and I didn't watch all of it which I should have because like the later half of it kind of like shows you what the movie's all about but I thought that from the beginning I thought this looks kind of cheesy I don't know and I was like I turned it off and I was like you know this is just like another whatever stupid movie um, but then I was on tour and for whatever reason we were in Boston and we were split up that day. I think some band members were like meeting with family members, but anyway, me and our drummer, uh, my friend, John, shout out to John. Uh, we met up with one of his friends and mm-hmm. we we're like, what do we do tonight? You know, we, we went around Boston and we're like looking at stuff, but what do we do? You know, what do we do? We got nothing going on. Oh, let's go see. Let's go see a movie. Oh, this this John Wick. This looks kind of goofy. Let's go see it. You know, did a thing where you sneak a couple beers into the theater, and you know we're starting off watching it. We're like, okay, this is this is whatever. It's you know sad and oh man, they they killed the dog or whatever. <laughs> but there, so we're there watching it, drinking the beers or whatever. But then the. The mo- the movie just makes a turn at some point where it goes crazy and awesome. And from that, like, we started losing our minds. And then the movie just goes full, full bonkers. And everyone started losing our minds. And <laughs> it was just an amazing, like, collective experience to kind of, like, actually witness something, like, different, new and exciting, you know. Right. publicly and just you know go crazy for this movie like oh, man i don't know I, it's just got, such an experience i've got a follow-up question to that but i think i want to ask it at the end of the show okay okay because i want to i want to go out on a on a high note but uh you, you got me excited for that um so yeah i'm i'm really jealous that you watched this in theater because i was late to the john wick train i uh i was kind of like you like i I, I watched the trailer, I think, and I was like, this looks kind of cheesy or whatever, like, pass. And, like, to put it to perspective, too, like, 
nobody I don't think anybody really thought that John Wick was going to be the hit that it was that it became when it when it came right. out because it's like um it's just like un, you know unknown directors and yeah stuff like that and, and the last couple of movies that Keanu had been in hadn't been what I would call like smash hits either yeah I mean he never yeah he just wasn't making big movies at that time so for like well, the average like even per- even before that like he his last one of the last ones that I remember with him before this movie was uh, 47 Ronin, which which looked I remember I thought that that looked really bad and I think it reviewed like kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I like Keanu, but I was just like, I don't know if he's making good movies anymore almost at that point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, he had done he had been doing a lot of cool stuff that people just didn't really know about, but it's not like. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't crossing the threshold like something like like what's what's the last thing that, you know, even 47 Ronin probably didn't enter a lot of people's minds. But like maybe like Constantine or something, you know, was like the last film that probably got a lot of recognition. Yeah. So, yeah, I I totally get it where it's like if you, you're you like, oh, Keanu Reeves, you know, it was a little different for me because I just love his older stuff point break right. <laughs> is one of my favorite movies. So I, I was, I was at least even when I saw the trailer, I was like, still like, I'll probably see it. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I wasn't there and I, and I passed on it and none, none of my friends were like really egging to go see it either. Cause like, like I'll, I'll usually go see uh, a movie with a group of buddies or whatever. Sometimes I mean, well, actually I guess now most of the time Sam and I will go, mm-hmm. but um Usually it's like kind of me that's passionate about going to the movies that that me and Sam go to. So there's not really a, a case where she's just like, oh, I really want to see this movie. It's most of the time it's just like, I want to see this movie. And she's like, OK, I'll come with you kind of thing. So right. if, if she wasn't really into it, then we wouldn't have went and saw it either, which is the case for John Wick 2. Um, and by the time that John Wick 3 was released, I was like I was hearing what a hype series it was, but I still hadn't like gotten around to actually watching them yet and yeah uh, and i was just like well i can't see three without seeing the first two and i just never got around to it and it was actually you that finally you were just like what what are you doing like go watch john <laughs> wick basically <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad and I, and I did and it was it was rocking i actually had a really great experience watching number one two and three and that was just on the couch with just me and sam and like we were we were cheering and we were like clapping and uh just going bonkers for some of the for some of the kills and some of the fight scenes and stuff hell yeah but yeah that was you know i'm i'm jealous that you that you saw it because i <laughs> i wish that i would have saw it in theater the th- and i i can't wait for john wick 4 because yeah that that one i'm going day one i'll say that at least like every time so every time and two and three have come out um i always i always see people like oh i you know i i didn't think it would be this series would be that interesting before and now you know now i've seen it and now i'm excited and i've gone to see this one and it's exciting so i think that's cool that that's still like i still think the series is kind of progressing in that way you know right. it's it's like coming it's sort of it was an underdog and it's kind of fighting its way up to where i think i think actually with 3 like i think it kind of established itself as like a mega franchise if that makes sense uh, where it's like that. It, I think you could say that. Yeah. It felt like I mean, big it, each one of them has made more money than the last one and like reviewed better than the last one. So like the, the trajectory 
is certainly upwards. And I think like they've consistently reviewed well. And it's like, what other major action franchises are there aside from John Wick? Like The Rock is kind of an action franchise unto his, himself, but he doesn't yeah. have like the same movies, you know? Yeah, it's weird because his, his movies like gross a lot, but like no one's really talking about, you know, San Andreas or whatever a couple right. years later. So like it's basically just The Rock that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, People just he's like the him. series. Yeah. So, um, um, so I, I will say for your sake, like when I went to see two, you know, there, there was still so much hype and excitement and I think three even more. Like I, I saw it a couple times, but like uh, every time I saw it, especially toward when it was like newer, like the excitement, you could still like feel the excitement in the theater mm-hmm. and especially Oh my gosh, I don't even, we can't get into three right now, but you know, just, it gets crazier and crazier and like the crowd, the crowd's still there, still with it, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, even if you're coming in now, you, you have a chance if there's a John Wick 4 being made, you should catch up because you want to see this in theaters, I think. Um, here's another little tidbit actually that I'm really hoping happens. So my local theater, like not Cineplex or anything, is just like a local ass theater, um, it's it just reopened, albeit like socially distant or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, like obviously, there's barely any movies coming out anymore, right? So like they don't have a lot. So they've been playing some some older movies, and they've got like some some early '90s '80s stuff in there right now. Like they got Jurassic Park, they got The Goonies and stuff like that. That's but cool. I'm hoping that like maybe a movie like John Wick is gonna get like a another theatrical run in like those kind of cheaper theaters that just kind of play whatever. Um, a lot of times I remember cool. seeing in 2009, um, I went and saw fight club in the theater and like, I fucking loved that. Cause I love that movie, but like I was 10 when it came out. So I wasn't going to see yeah. that in theaters, you know? Yeah. Some of my, some, some favorite experiences of mine have been like, there's a, a drive through in my town that'll do like old movie nights. They've even done like ones where it starts at dusk and you watch horror movies all night until dawn. Uh, and it's just like old movies, which I think are cool. Like there's a, there's a theater nearby here. That's a drive-in that's uh, similar to what you're saying where like they're, they're opening back up some stuff and uh, they're doing like double features of like movies that pair well together. Yeah. Uh, I could totally see like a, just like a John wick night where you go see oh, all three be, John wicks. <laughs> I'm glad that, uh, we, you finally convinced me to watch it. I'm glad that I did. I wish I would have bought the Blu-ray though, and not the like cheap ass yeah, uh, Walmart DVD stuff. that I did. Yeah, it's got oh. uh, I I listen. It's got director commentary. Listen to that too. <laughs> that's how much of a I I haven't done that in a while, and that's how much I love this movie. Is I've actually watched that twice. I love the the director's commentary for this movie. <laughs> wow, I think. I think Fight Club and uh, Lord of the Rings are the only movies I've ever watched with commentary oh, on. Oh, yeah, those those are good. Lord of the Rings, especially, I love, I love that. Yes, yeah. Um, okay, so Goo, I thought that we could just kind of go character by character here and just kind of talk about uh, their their arc, their their perks, or their uh, their little characteristics. Uh, we could talk about the actors if you want. We, basically, we could talk about whatever yeah, you want here. That's a good way to um, do it. Yeah. So let's do you want to start off big star first or big star last? Um like should we should we start with John Wick or should oh, we end with John Wick? I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe we should end with it. I don't know. 
Okay, well, yeah. Okay, let's do it in reverse here. Um, so the first character then is uh, Johnny Legs himself. Yes. Uh, and I and I can't remember his name in the movie. I just I see him and I'm like Johnny Legs. <laughs> it's uh, Arulio. Uh, Arulio. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's you know it's funny because on virtual theater, like we think of Johnny Legs as kind of this young wisecracking Luigi Mario, right? And in this movie, he's like kind of the the old wise veteran of of the uh the chop shop business here yes. so kind of a kind of a funny twist to uh to see him in that role especially because when i watched it i was like like i was full in virtual theater mode where like we've been doing the podcast for a while and like to me that was just like luigi mario so that always sticks out to me when i watch this i love yeah i love it i love him in this movie in general this movie does an amazing job of just like filling out these really small roles with like sometimes not even people as big as him, but who just have that big feel to them. Like these like small roles with just like big actors in them that like have a big personality who, again, even though they don't have a big story, like John Leguizamo is only in one scene of this film, but like he's just, it's incredible the whole time he's there. (laughs) Like actually like he, he owns in this movie, like he has got a pair of huge balls on him in <laughs> yeah. this movie. Cause like he, first of all, he fucking, he punches out Yosef in the face, which would probably mean death for almost anyone else. Um, and, and like, uh, you, I was firmly behind him when he did this. Cause Yosef is such a little shit, but like, I, he's, he's such a badass in that scene. And then he, he just like very bluntly like tells John, like, you know, they were here and like, who, who knows what John was going to do, but he, again, he kind of stood his ground. Uh, I, I love it. And he's also like one of the very few like sensible characters <laughs> yeah. in this entire franchise that like doesn't fuck with John Wick. He just knows it's not worth it. And he's like the person to establish that too. Like really, he, yeah. he's like the one who's setting up like all the stuff I love in the beginning of this movie, especially when again, it turns where all of a sudden people are like, um, that's John Wick's car, you know, and it's like it's so amazing when people are like they just know what that means and that you shouldn't mess with them. Yeah, so I I love him in this movie. I think like it's a it's a yeah, like you said, it's a very small role, but he's right. very impactful. He's only it. they only uh, director's commentary that he was only there for a day. They had him, so uh, but you know they got it all in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it's too bad. Cause I would have liked to see, I, I want to see more of him and I don't, he's not in number three at all. Right? No, no. Um, but I think, I'll, I think he'll be back. It's kind of been a thing. Like he, they shouldn't, they shouldn't like force an excuse for him to be there. Like it made sense for him to like show up and get the car right. in too. But like, other than that, you know, but I, I imagine as John wick knows, and can trust less and less people. Like there's always an opportunity to like <laughs> hang out with John Leguizamo for one scene again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So any movie that Johnny legs is in is going to be, uh, is going to be a good one yeah. for virtual theater, but it just what a perfect pairing that he is in this movie. Um, all right, let's move on and let's talk about Perkins. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on this lady? Um, yeah, I like I like Perkins in this movie. I, I um Yeah, I don't know. I think she has just like a again a cool simple story of like 
and is the main thrust of like establishing kind of the rules of this world a little bit with you know you don't you can't break the rules and do business on the continental grounds i don't know i thought she was just kind of a cool like minor character you know like screw the rules i'm gonna get that money basically that's actually um that's a good point that you just made. I, I actually, I think that's pretty much the entire reason for her existence is basically really to establish those rules and like the consequences of what happens if you, if you do business there. Uh, I, I kind of, I, I like her as a, as an antagonist, but like, I'm just thinking like in universe, in character, I'm like, oh lady, like how stupid are you? Like, that's so, first of all, it was like incredibly stupid to take on it was incredibly stupid to take on John Wick anywhere because, like, you're obviously not in his league. And when we were watching, Sam was like, that's a lot of tough talk coming from her for, like, the most legendary assassin in the world. But to do right. it on continental grounds on top of that? <laughs> what is she thinking? That's why I like I like seeing kind of these different things going on here. Like, there, there are characters who are motivated purely by, like, their honor and you know doing what they need to do there's like alfie who's the total shit um then you have you know you have people who are in it for the money or in not you know and i just like her kind of representing the end of that spectrum of like purely in it to make money you know doesn't matter whether it's either against the rules because for one with the rules like um we get more into this in the other movies, but like, maybe they're not such a good thing, but then not just that, but also like whether it's the, like the right thing to do, which none of them are (laughs) very moralistic anyway, but on top of that, uh, also whether it's a good idea to mess with John Wick, (laughs) you know, like I just like that. She's kind of like the chaotic end of this spectrum, you know? I I think that she was also a good stand in for like, so she was all about the money. She was willing to break all the rules. She had basically no honor, but then she got the ending that she deserved that, yes. that became of that because she chose to live that way where it's like it, it, this, it kind of sets up, um, like a, like a standard where it's like you, you have to have honor if you're going to make it in this business and in this movie franchise. Cause if you don't, then you know, you're going to get you're going to get got by the boogeyman or one of his cohorts well, I, as it I, happened in this movie. Yeah, I actually love that. Like she it wasn't at the hands of John Wick, you know, like she mm-hmm. did herself in basically. Yeah. And I like how they this is, again, the later movies, but I like how they flip it in later movies where, you know. John goes against those rules and then eventually goes against the whole system. But I like, you know, her in this movie, you're like on the other side of it, you know, because you haven't seen the rest of that world. Yeah. I think that she got the ending that she deserved. And I, I can't say that I felt bad for her when she, when she got that ending. Um, <laughs> it was such a cool, uh, it was a cool scene <laughs> where he just shows uh, up. You know, and he's I like, was wondering, I was like, why did she go there? Like, what did, what did the concierge say to her to get her to this location? We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> I wonder if there's a deleted scene out there somewhere. Like, Hey, we got we got four million bucks for you at this uh, sketchy location in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and he's just like, your membership has been revoked. And then they just yeah. shoot her. <laughs> and that was, that was fucking sick when they all shot her at once. Oh, God, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. And the cleaner guy shows up. I don't know if we're going to talk about him, but 
again. Oh, we're going to talk about okay, him. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I got, so I didn't take like, I didn't take detailed notes, but I, I did just jot down some things that I, <laughs> okay. that I loved when we were, when I was watching it. Um, let's talk about Yosef. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> this, this motherfucker is like a perfect shit heel. Uh, yes. I hated him. I hated him. He was such a little shit. Um, anybody that's watched Game of Thrones, he's he's almost like the same character in here as he is in Game of Thrones. Except in Game of Thrones, he ends up redeeming himself. But he's like he's a total shit heel in there too. So <laughs> I I actually I didn't realize the first time that I watched this that this was um, Alfie Allen. Because yeah. I hadn't watched Game of Thrones yet, but the second time I was like, "Oh man, that it hit home even more so to me." Yeah, I and again, so you have you have Perkins who's like very specific motivation, um, and it's kind of chaotic. But then you have Alfie Yosef, who's like, who seems to just be—I mean, he's just like the perfect example of a a son of a very powerful person. Who's like, yeah. you've just grown up in this life and now your MO is to just be a slimy piece of shit and <laughs> you have never experienced any consequences for your actions. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I I like that by the, I like that he kind of gets it like a little bit early and then there's still like there's still a couple things they gotta like sort out, but like he doesn't even get like a very dignified ending. <laughs> You know, I actually, dude, when I was watching it the first time and when I was watching it last night, both times I was, I was thinking to myself, like John Wick gave it, he, he let him off way too easy because he just shot him basically in the head and that was it. And I'm, maybe I'm a psychopath, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, man, are. I wanted John to like rip his limbs off and like beat the shit out of him and, and torture him a little bit or something like you know, I, I don't know. I, I fuck this guy. That's the that's the fucked up about part about this movie is that it it like tricks you into getting on board and cheering on a mass killer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question for you. Uh huh. Have you ever seen the movie Road to Perdition? Uh, I don't think so. No. So this is like a, a 2003 movie. It's got Tom Hanks. Um. Uh, oh Jesus! Um, fa- famous actor that uh, this this is last movie role, and now I I can't remember his name, and I feel terrible for it. But anyways, so <laughs> the the premise is actually like very very similar. There's a mob boss who has uh, who has a son and uh, kind of a surrogate son in Tom Hanks, and his his actual son goes and murders Tom Hanks's family. And so Tom Hanks and uh, the one son that wasn't murdered is uh, is basically like on the on kind of a John Wick like killing spree to avenge his family. But it's it's very much more of a a drama. But like I was actually noticing a lot of like similarities when I was um, when I was watching this, too, that I never noticed the first time. That's great. That uh, I was like, Gooey might like this movie. It's it's not actiony. It's very drama. But uh, it's pretty good. Paul Newman. That's his name. Oh, OK. Yeah. I just checked. I have not seen this movie for sure. Unless I probably saw it on TV at some point, but, uh, all right. Cool movie. All right. I'll check it out. Uh, yeah. Yosef just reminded me of like this little shit heel and actually, uh, moving on to Vigo, he reminded me of Paul Newman's character a little bit too, because like, um, 
I I I kind of feel bad for both of like Paul Newman and Road to Perdition, but like I feel bad for Vigo in this movie too because like he didn't ask for this. He his idiot son was the one that that fucked up John Wick. Um, yeah, you know he had made a deal with John Wick before that he honored. So like he he seemed like a a fairly level headed guy for the most part for most of the movies. Like I. I don't know. I I almost felt bad for him in a sense for being in this position. Yeah, yeah. The movie. I mean, at the same time, obviously, he's he's probably doing some horrible stuff on the side. But yeah, uh, just in general, yeah. The like you do sympathize with him, uh, and like he's even on your side a little bit because like when you first are seeing him, he's like beating the crap out of Yosef, <laughs> and you're like, it's funny. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I like, I liked him a lot too. Again, another character who he has a bigger role in this, but even like, there's so many like smaller details that I think just the actor really adds to it with his performance that makes him like, he seems like there's so much more about him that you understand without having to say it, you know? And I, um, and he probably has the most lines of anyone in the movie. Yeah, probably. He's yeah. I I associate him too with Leguizamo where again the part of the movie where like they tell you everything you need to know about John Wick. <laughs> um but yeah, you do yeah, you do kind of I guess feel for him sometimes. Like I think of when he's uh when he finally gives up his son, which is like again, I feel bad for him, but it's also like shitty like, you know, you uh, so so I'm just like I'm thinking to myself and I'm like, okay, so obviously you know that your son fucked up, like, and you know what's coming. You know John Wick is coming. Like, you could have avoided a lot of this if you'd have just given up your son. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, what father is going to give up his son to be killed, right? Like, right. Uh, it's such a complicated I, I don't know. Like, thing. I can kind of <laughs> sympathize with that. Yeah. And then, yeah, you have him, like, rolling up the joint and crying or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But then, and then, like, you also have him... So, so like, I kind of like this about him because, like, he is, yeah, he does, he is kind of, you know, a bad dude, and he he does give up his son, probably, I guess, well, whatever, whatever the motivations there. But even then, it's like you could be done there, but even then, he like kind of sticks to his guns a little bit, and he's like, well, mm-hmm, I get yeah. now, I got to kill Willem Dafoe, which, and he, you know, he calls John, and it's like you know he's gonna come for you now, like. <laughs> You know, I so that's the point where I was like, I was like, okay, well, well this dude has lost it because after he gave up his son, he could have walked away. But like, I'm I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, maybe like maybe this dude is just so overwhelmed with grief from losing his son. He lost all of his money. He lost his front business. Like he, he basically lost everything. So uh, you know, you're right. Like when he went after Marcus, it's like, okay, well, you know that you know John Wick is coming for you. You know that he's going to exact revenge. Mm-hmm. It's And, like, especially in the final fight, it's almost just, like, he's kind of laughing as John Wick is, like, picking off um, his men. Yes. It's like, I, I feel like he just wants to to die, basically. Like, he's he's already lost everything. Yeah, they say something about, not about him, but, like, this whole idea of, a, you know, <laughs> he's like a guy with a death wish, you know, and, and almost, and so is John Wick almost at this, mm-hmm. well, not almost, but he absolutely, you know, doesn't care really about his own well-being, you know, or else he wouldn't really do this. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's a, that's why I think that's why I like that Yosef 
got it early and then it comes down to these two because it thematically it worked really well. Yeah, it's it's too bad that uh that he went after Marcus. I I was sympathizing with him up until that point and then I was like, "Well, buddy, you're kind of you're kind of asking for it uh unfortunately now." Yeah. But yeah, he was great. Um and yeah, just a lot of the stuff he he brought to it again, I think was cool. That that was one thing I picked up from um some of the stuff on the DVD, some of the director's commentary. They were talking about a lot of the more veteran actors like him and some other people uh that we'll probably talk about like came with some ideas. Like the idea of him him smoking the joint was like his idea mm-hmm. and like just a lot of like little intricacies that he had and it ends up, you know, adding a lot more dimension to him. I think, you know, he gets stoned and then is just like laughing his ass off when John Wick is coming to kill him. Like <laughs> that kind of defines him and, and he doesn't have to tell you why, you know? Yeah. I, I thought that he was like really, really great in this movie. It, and it's almost too bad that he's only in this one movie. Cause he was, a, he was a great um, antagonist, but like not like I, I didn't hate him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, well, they they've done I think they've done a good job with the with recycling not recycling but kind of keeping the flow of new characters to old characters in this series. So yeah, I, I do too. He has a yeah. great I think a great thematic ending, especially with that what now becomes like the the catchphrase or whatever. But where he's like, "Be seeing you, John." It's almost like you know a classy way of like "See you in hell." You know. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um. I actually I didn't write this down, but he has a couple henchmen that are that are pretty awesome too. Like I don't know what the one dude's name is, but he keeps on saying like English please Vigo. Oh. And that cracks me up every time. Yeah, that guy, he's uh he's on a bunch of TV shows. Um he's in like like I think like Law and Order and he's on like 30 Rock and he's in a bunch of commercials like mm. for an insurance company. Can't remember his name, but he's like yeah, he's another just a great uh, just a perfect like that guy you know yeah when when he was uh <laughs> when the last final battle when he's just like freaking out he's like i need a gun to go fight john wick <laughs> he's like playing <laughs> like, with him with the gun yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like rushing cocksucker and busts out of the yeah. car <laughs> i was laughing my ass off at that. oh yeah i i love when he's just like yep good luck <laughs> yeah i it, dude if i was that guy i would have ran the other way as far away from john wick as i could have <laughs> yeah but he's stuck he's stuck <laughs> by his boss um the other henchman that he had uh, i don't know his name either but the dude looks exactly like john ham do you know who i'm talking about Hmm. The uh, the dude who throws uh, John off the balcony oh, at the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. I think he's like, um, brother to Yosef. Hmm. I think he's his other son, maybe in the movie. Oh, but yeah, he, he was good. He's cool. He's um that guy is one of the people who's just like a straight up. He's like a stunt dude who now he's gotten. I think he's also in like Atomic Blonde and stuff, but he gets these like it's like the perfect, you know, threading the needle of like cool side character, but also where you can kind of get like a a stunt dude to kind of yeah. carry that role. Not, I mean, he's a good actor and everything too, but I, you know, it's like per- perfect presence. I think. Yeah, he kind of almost like Batista Inspector. 
Oh, like, sure. Kind of yeah. physical presence that doesn't really say a whole lot, but like doesn't really need to. Yeah. Um, I thought that he was good. And I, I thought he looked exactly like John Hamm. Every time I was looking at him, I was like, <laughs> okay, God damn. Yeah. Okay, I can, I can see it now. Um, okay, so not really a whole lot to talk about in this movie, but uh, Winston and the concierge, uh, they don't really, they have a smaller role than I remember for sure. Um, they, they don't really become central characters uh, until mm-hmm. number two and number three, but um, they're just I, like these I like them. Guys. I like them both. Yeah. Yeah. Even in this, like, they're, the you like, I think you kind of develop a fondness for them, which is why they brought oh, yeah. them back, you know? Um, yeah. Um, it's, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but man, that it breaks my heart. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. The, the heel turn. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually, I still, I refuse to believe it. I think that there's something more at play. Something afoot. Yeah. I think that there's maybe some uh, shenanigans going on. Yeah, yeah, possibly. These guys, yeah, these guys are, you know, they're they're two great actors that known actors that they got to fill these roles. And yes, I think they I don't know if they knew, you know, what they were eventually going to do with them. But I think it it helps that you got these two guys who kind of live on and are so likable, but who are also like just these powerhouse actors in the role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um. I'm I'm trying to remember what's the uh what's the concierge's like name in this movie. Uh I don't think they ever say his name in this movie cuz I'm I'm looking it up and it says that his name is Sharon. Yeah, I think it's But I I don't think they say it either. No, they I don't know when they say it. I I've just known they might say it in uh one of the later movies, but yeah, I think it's like Charon mm-hmm. or something like that is how you say it. Yeah, maybe Charon. Something like that. Um he he was my favorite character, like aside from John, when I watched it the first time. And I think like I, there's something just to like I I love, and it's in all of the movies. But like I just love the way that he is like so. Um, what's a good word? Like hospitable, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> like when he's talking, like for the inconvenience last night. Yeah, <laughs> like all the tongue like, in cheek instead of like, like for so. Yeah, exactly. Euphemisms. I love it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, um, yeah. That's another case too of uh, I think on the commentary i was they were saying like he came and was like i think i like want to do it with this accent i've been working on and they're like okay and it just it adds to the character you know oh yeah yeah i had no idea that that was an accent you know i actually um i i saw uh what's the god what's the actor's name here lance uh reddick lance reddick i saw him in something like a video, I think I want to say it was a video game or something, but I can't put my finger on what it was. But I remember thinking like John Wick when I when I saw him because <laughs> I I didn't know him from a lot of other stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and figure out what the fuck that was that I saw him in. But yeah, I I loved him in uh, in this movie in particular. And Ian McShane is awesome. I also just finished watching um, American God, which he was wicked in. Yeah, he's so good. He's always you know chewing scenery and stuff. I mm-hmm. I love him. Oh, you know what he was in is uh, Castlevania, Gooey. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he voices Isaac. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I'm bear bear with me. We'll stall for time while I look this up. Oh, you, it, oh yeah, I'm I'm looking here. It says he captain. Oh, I'm sorry, the captain. Who is that? Who is the captain? I think he he was the guy that Isaac got on the ship with at the. At the end, or at the middle of season three. Oh, okay. I think. 
Okay, okay. So this is maybe I haven't seen the new season, so okay. Oh, that that's not a spoiler. Well, he's got. You should watch a new season though. That's that's fucking yeah. sick. He's got a great voice for for mm-hmm. you know voice acting. So he's he's sort of him and Ian McShane do some of the voice work for the game, which kind of helps add some of the character to it too. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, let's keep it. Uh, let's keep <laughs> it moving here. We got we got two big ones left. Let's talk about Marcus. Um, this yeah. guy is a homie. He's he's a good guy. I like him a lot. And you know, if it wasn't really, if it wasn't for him, John would not be. Uh, he wouldn't be having a second or third movie. <laughs> he's like his guardian angel. Yeah. Yeah. Again, such Willem Dafoe is such a a powerhouse actor. But yeah. and he just fills out this role so well. I think um, uh, it's funny because we were watching it last night, and Sam was like, "Every time I see him, I just think of the Green Goblin." Okay, and, yeah. And I thought that was so funny because like he's he's sure. such a like renowned actor, but you know, for I don't know for for those youngins, it's like, yeah, okay, that's a Green Goblin. That's that's totally for years how he was for me because that was you know when I was a kid, that was probably the first movie I saw with him in it but yeah. then you just go back you know he's just got decades of roles and stuff so and you see all these different sides to him i don't know yeah i i think he's incredible um yeah mm-hmm. and I, he's he's fantastic he's another one who we again we don't know much like we don't get told much about him but we just see it all he's like the antithesis of perkins you know who's he's got this uh, contract that is millions of dollars and you know He's just going to, you know, we see him in the beginning of the movie and we have a brief conversation. We're not really told how he really knows John. All they ever say is like, you were close, but it's yeah, like, you get I, it. I actually wrote that down. I, I kind of wanted to know <laughs> a little bit more, but um, I, I guess on, on one hand, like I, you don't need to know exactly like, you, you know, that they were close and that's probably good enough, but I would have been cool to see. Um, I don't know, maybe a little, even a little flashback or something. I feel like the series almost thrives on, like, it's so thematic with the world itself, how it's like, it's this underground world that you, you kind of peel back the layers of, but there's always some more mystery there, you know? So I love how mm-hmm. everything is like that. Like, even the characters, like, you know, just that one scene of them talking at the, at the funeral, like was enough for me <laughs> to like establish that. And and then obviously his actions throughout this. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, again, another like, like I said, powerhouse, but he kind of brought something special to it, which I think was cool to do for, you know, what could have been just like a tiny little movie that, you know, no one could have cared about, but you could see everyone is so invested in it. Like I was watching them talk about him making this and he even he even came up with the idea of like how he's like juicing in his house because yeah the smoothies because <laughs> he's like he just has this idea of like oh i'm this i'm this older guy i gotta do more to keep up with the younger assassins and i was like i love that that it's like yeah i loved you it you get everything you need to know just out of him making the little juice for uh michael nyquist and offering it to him uh yeah i don't know i think i think he's great it would have been interesting to see if um, if he actually would have went after John because, like, so 
when so he saves him twice in this movie the first is at the continental one like he has him just lined up dead to rights with his uh with his sniper but like obviously john wick is at the continental and that is against uh, the rules so he doesn't do that but he does fire like a warning shot but it would have been interesting to see if he would have actually like faced off against john because they never really get the opportunity in the movie I, i don't think no no to face off no yeah and then of course the the contract is pulled and then he helps out john again so yeah i i i think that that would have been uh kind of cool if it happened but i'm also totally okay with like uh, i think the i think that you do see a lot of like assassins that john respects but like they they end up fighting and stuff like that you see that in the sequel so we didn't necessarily need that here Mm. um i i like his story and uh i was man i was bummed out that john didn't come and save him i was hoping that he would yeah but I guess he can't be everywhere. He at didn't. Once. He didn't know. He didn't know at the or yeah. like he couldn't have gotten there. Yeah, I love. I yeah. love it. He, I lo- he went out like a badass, though, for sure. Oh yeah, that was great. I love that. Yeah, he wasn't gonna let them just torture him. He he t- he was a total badass <laughs> in that in that final scene. I loved it. Yeah, I love. I love just the whole series is just like, who who are you loyal to? Who are you gonna betray? You know what? Like what rules mm-hmm. matter to you? I I love that. And 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 John Wick's case too. Like specifically like what elements of your past are going to show up and bite you in the ass or what ones are going to come and save your ass. You know, it's just like this totally. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about the man himself, the man of the hour, John Wick. So, uh, you know, I actually like, I didn't write down as many notes for John as I did for the rest of the characters in, in one regard, because he doesn't, he doesn't say a whole lot. Like he lets his actions speak for him. But like the other is, is because I feel like John is almost like less of a character than he is like more of a force of nature. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. There's there. I mean, like he, he has some characteristics about him, but uh, don't get me wrong. Like he has Mm -hmm. motivations and, and everything like that. But like, when he when he gets going it's like this this force that can't be stopped yes like when he when he smashes the floor it's like you've just unleashed this before it was a character and now it's like your destruction basically yeah that's that's it's like a switch almost like he goes into like assassin mode and it's crazy but which i think is like how the movie gives you the impression that that's how everyone has always known him, right? Except for like the people, some of the people he's close with, like Marcus or whatever. Right. But then I like, I do like in this, you also see like the, I don't know, like defeated side of him, you know, and like the sad, broken man who's like his, his past is like totally, it's caught up with him now. And so like the only, the only thing he knows to do is like, to flip into to serial killer mode, you know, and he just right. becomes this again, like the the boogeyman or whatever, you know. You know, I I was gonna bring this up later, but I'll I'll just bring it up now. I do have one critique of this movie. Uh oh, and I want your opinion okay. on it. Here's my one critique. So what you just said is his past caught up with him. That's not necessarily true. I don't think, and it's I. I I think that if I could change anything in this movie, it would be how Yosef and uh, basically it would be how the dog dies. Because like the way that it's set up is like it's this chance encounter at a gas station. Uh Whereas like I think it would have been a little bit more impactful if it was like 
and maybe it's more generic, but like someone that was out for revenge on John and like came and broke into his house then. And like, that would be his past catching up with him. Like someone coming after him for his past actions rather than like this happenstance encounter at a gas station. That's true. That's my, that's my big critique though. Okay. I can see that. Cause it, it well, like the only, the only part of that that I will sort of agree with is that it is just kind of like a real specific coincidence that they, he met his former boss's son at the gas station, you know, mm-hmm. I'll accept that. But the thing I, the thing I like about the story be, is because it's not maybe um, past catching up with you isn't the best term because I like it's more of this idea of you've escaped this world. He has like he does have the option to not open the box and go back there, but instead he right. he like chooses to dig up his past, which is what yeah. what I like about it. Um, but in this movie specifically, we don't see the like ramifications of it. It's more when uh in the second when the guy who has yeah his definitely in the second yeah. But that's something um, I like that... about it is that it's like he kind of chose to be back. You know, the whole time where he's like, I I don't know if I've been back or whatever, but like no matter what happens, like you're back, whether you admit yeah. it or not, you know. There's a great line where um um one of the waitresses says, like, if you're drinking at this bar, that means you're back. Yes. Yeah. We're- and and I think that that was like like the point where John is like, OK, like, I guess I'm in. Yeah. From the moment he like, took the sledgehammer to his basement floor, yeah. he was back. You know, it was it was, again, like the force of nature, like you were describing. So that's yeah. So that, that's my that's my only critique of this movie, actually, is that it, and it's not it's like a nitpicky critique, because I think like like we, we just we had to do something to get John to choose to go back into that world. I think it would have been just a little bit more impactful for me if it was like a direct consequence of, of John's past life. OK, that's that's fair. But, uh, you know, I I think if that's our big critique, then we're probably sitting pretty good. Um, One more thing about John before we go into the movie itself here. And this is like a very, very Keanu Reeves thing. But like, I I like love the way that he just says people's names. I don't know why, but it pops me every time like Winston or or something like that. Or BC and you Winston or like something. It's great. Yeah. When he's just like, hello, Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I I like that. I also like the flip side. I love when people say his name. <laughs> like Yeah. Um like the the whole thing in this movie like when people are like be seeing you John or like when they just say like people's names and it's always so polite and it's like it's so funny cuz it's like this brutal band of assassins. Yeah. I I I remember seeing like someone it's it's just great because everyone knows him, you know, like everybody. Yeah. Um. But I saw I w- except for fucking Yosef, <laughs> that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the younger generation, right? He has to be oh, educated. Man. Um. But I once saw like a a meme or something. Someone posted on Twitter that was like, you know, John John Wick's chasing a guy backstage at a concert or something. He turns the corner and then like, uh, someone's pointing a gun at him. They lower their gun and it's it's like Lady Gaga and she's like, oh, hello, Jonathan. <laughs> you know, like like just like that's the world is like even yeah. even this person knows who he is. Yeah, uh, I, I love it. Just like, I lo- hello, John. <laughs> hello, Winston. <laughs> yeah, I love just the exchange of. Hey, John. Hey, Jimmy. 
You uh, yeah, that, oh working again? <laughs> and then like just visiting. Yeah, just <laughs> him saying like, "Hey, Jimmy. Hey, you know." It's always like, "Just hey, whoever." You know, it's almost. You know, what? I I actually wrote that down in my notes. I'm just looking <laughs> hey, at that Jimmy. particular exchange. <laughs> yeah. Good night, John. Good night, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's always just like, yeah, I love that. And then, yeah, I love oh, uh, hearing Ian McShane, especially now, continuing on, just go like, Jonathan. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's talk about the movie itself here. We're not going to go scene by scene, obviously, or else this would be our longest episode forever. But uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the fights here, and just uh, I, I made like one or two little notes, and you know. I think that the a big misconception about John Wick is like, um, I hear a lot of people describe this movie as like, oh, it's awesome. He goes on a killing rampage because they killed his dog, which is like technically true, but you don't get the whole picture mm-hmm. when you just say that, right? Like, and, and I think that's a big uh, misconception about this movie is that he just is doing it strictly for that one reason instead of like, you know, people don't realize that the dog is the last remaining link to his dead wife. Yeah. I get it as like the elevator pitch or whatever, but, um, yeah, yeah, there's so much more going. There's actually a lot of like, um, politicking, you know, like intrigue going on where it's like, okay, yes. now I've got to set this contract or pull the contract or like, Oh, now, you know, now Willem Dafoe, now Marcus betrayed me. So I got to kill him. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of like pieces being played that are, I would even say particularly in the second and third movie, there's a lot. More yeah. Of that too. It's just that it's like, it's made so they've, they made it so simple to follow that it's like, you know, I think a lot of people just don't realize that like, yeah, it's, it's meant to be straightforward in that way. You know, I do, I do want to talk about it though, because that, that scene is like fucking heartbreaking, man. Like <laughs> yeah. every time, uh, it just it gets me like and Sam is is she volunteers at a bunch of shelters and stuff like that like dog shelters and whatever so like she has a hard time watching it and like that that cute little puppy Daisy the puppy um, she's just so innocent and so you know it just doesn't deserve any of it and it just absolutely breaks my heart every time I see that yeah like and I remember the first time seeing it just being like in the beginning, just kind of like lightly chuckling at a lot of stuff in the beginning. Like, Oh, this is like, there's like a lot of cute dog stuff in this movie, you know, like it, it like almost wins you over in a way that I wasn't expecting. And then I don't know. It's, it's very, it's very hitting you over the head where they, they have like the worst piece of shit show up to his house and, and kill this precious little puppy. Like, you know, that sounds, it sounds a bit over the, over the top but uh it's very effective yeah man it worked for me because i (laughs) i hated hated yosef and i was like so in love with little daisy and like it's it's just it's like it's a puppy like come on yeah yeah just unnecessary like what a what an awful man (laughs) yeah my favorite line of the movie though is uh When when Johnny Legs is talking to Vigo and he's like, "Hey, I heard you hit my son," and he's like, "Yes, sir, I did." You want to explain uh, why you did that? He stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that that was I wanted to say like when I first saw it, that was the moment where I flipped 
like not not to like not liking it to liking it, but where I knew like I was about to watch something crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where like like we were sitting there like oh hmm, hmm, and then like slowly we started to like rise out of our not like literally rise out of our seat, but just like the emotion and like feeling crazy watching the rest of this movie because the first of all, the one liner of just oh <laughs> and he hangs up the phone. <laughs> but then from that moment on, like like that's where the scene happens where he's starting to like use a sledgehammer to his <laughs> like dig up a case with guns and coins in it and like oh man like letters start showing up on the screen with like highlighted words like it's a video game and i was like what is happening what is this this is not what i thought this was gonna be you know i love those little coins they remind me of like the uh, the Donkey Kong coins that you'd find hidden in Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they look like video game coins. Like you want to collect yeah. them. Yeah, I love I love the like heightened like video game world of this movie. Or actually, they described it a lot in the making of they were they were going for the tone, and you can see it. They do it a lot with the lighting of like a like a graphic novel. They say, but you know what they're trying to get across when they say that you know mm-hmm. like all the scenes are yeah, always yeah. lit like purple and green and you know definitely I, I actually i love the the like color aesthetic of john wick yes like the, the entire series i think that it looks like so fantastic like everybody knows listening to this like i really like blade runner uh mad max like i, I just love those kind of like aesthetic kind of movies like that where they have like all the lights just working to create such an atmosphere and a mood. I think John Wick does yeah. it one of the Especially best. Especially as the movies go on. They uh, oh the third one it's I think they go Yeah. And even looking I've got the Blu-rays right here and it's like you look at the first one it's got it looks cool. It's like got this green blue. Again, I think you could say like it looks like from a graphic novel page. Then you look at the second one it's got some blues and reds and you're like, "Oh, that looks cool." And then like the third case is like shiny and it's like purple and orange and neon and it does like yeah those movies you mentioned it has kind of like those kind of colors going on and i love that that they really i mean even in this first one especially with like the red circle scenes and stuff like that like they i love the lighting <laughs> yeah i i think that it's so it's such an underrated part of a good movie is like the lighting and the like the cinematography of it. I, I think that it's it's just like so it looks so good. Yeah, especially uh, I don't know. I don't know how negative we want to go about other movies right now, but like I think of a lot of like Marvel movies. Like there are some that look cool, but a lot of them I just think of like it they're gray. You know what I mean? Like Captain America movies are just like gray, and I love those movies, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. So color color isn't there well those are those are just kind of like paint by numbers movies though right like they're those are those are new houses that are that are built in a new community that all look the same they have the same little tree in the front yard and they're all beige yeah you know yeah there's definitely some standouts but that's that's what that's what i love about john wick in most ways it feels almost like counter programming to like the past decade of action movies like big budget ones that just suck or not suck but are kind of bland and samey is that like watching this there's so much heart in the movie yep i uh i feel that okay so there are 
what I have described as the five main action scenes okay. in this movie here. And let's, so let's go through them. There's the house, the club, the church, the safe house, and the finale. So yeah, okay. let's start at the house and uh, go over to John Wick's house. We have a bunch of people breaking in. And this is, like, comparatively speaking, this fight, I think, is, like, is it's, it's fucking sick. But, like, it's it's tamer than the rest. It's, like, kind of a, a, a teaser at what John can do. It's- so I th- yeah I think it's still it's it's still obviously awesome but n- now that you've gone further into the series even it's like they've just gone nuts with it bonkers um, yeah but yeah it's so it's so good and it's I can never uh, again detach it from the first time watching it where it's like that's like after all this when the movie's like yeah we're gonna be crazy now and then this is the action scene that follows it's I still think it's <laughs> amazing and there's just still so many awesome stunt like stunts and spots in it and stuff that I don't know yeah it just lays the groundwork I think for the rest of the movie so I and and the oh, series guess, yeah the the scene where uh he just like so he's got the one dude on his counter uh, facing upwards and he punches his neck or his head and it goes like straight down. Oh, it was so gnarly, fucking yeah. brutal. Yeah. God damn. I still, I um, just, you know, I just rewatched this and um, I still audibly gasp or like say things oh, at yeah. parts of even in this scene that again seems kind of quaint compared to other stuff, but I'm still like, when he's struggling to like stab the dude, you know, it's like, uh, uh, I was going to say, I was just like, Oh my God. while well, that was, was happening. Like, and I've ah! seen it before. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. And then like, uh, at the end of the fight, I love the cleaner guy. And I love how like you call him and you, it's just like, yeah, I'd like to make a dinner reservation yeah. for 12. <laughs> I, I just like, that's so funny. He counts to out me. the it's 12 so coins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that guy. Good. It's it's good shit. Uh, it's just like it's just like so not even clever. It's it's just like funny to me that that's like the lingo of these assassins. Like it's they have cute. their own lingo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. It just the yeah the the choreography is great and just um I don't know like it's filmed. It, I I love it. I love the way it's shot. It's like again clearly the movie was shot by people who understand and love. The, this type of combat and choreography in it. So like they know, they actually know how to highlight it really well. And so like, yep. yeah, you don't, you don't see that in a lot of movies like lately. So I, I love it. Um, so the next one, the club, I think that this is my favorite part of the movie. Um, and actually just for the reason that we were just kind of talking about, we're like the lights and stuff in the movie in this particular section, man, the lights and the music and the, the violence just blended <laughs> together so perfectly. And like, it was such a cool looking club too. Like with the pool and like, um, and like, oh. uh, all the hot girls at the bottom and like the, the, the oh, it was, it was so cool. Yeah. Like it was just looked so wicked. Something I love. Yeah. About this, the setting is something that's worth talking about. Like they show all these, I love the series cause they show all these like, the beautiful like architecture they show different like eras and stuff of like New York city, you know, like I just, I love that tone and setting they, they set up, but yeah, I, I, I mm-hmm. love the, the music and how you have it. Like there's a lot of dynamics. Like you start where, um, 
like you start outside actually with uh with Kevin Nash there, which is great. It's Kevin Nash. <laughs> I forgot I forgot that that was him actually. I made a note of that. I, Again, just I totally spaced <laughs> that that was Kevin Nash the first time I saw. And of this. course, he knows him <laughs> and he lets him go, which also is a type of thing that comes back later in the second movie about like him letting certain people live or whatever for various reasons. But anyway, mm-hmm. it starts out there and then you go in and it's like, I love how it you have the dynamics of it where it's like the the softer like electronic music and it's more of these like beautiful stealth kills um that are sometimes they're elegant but then there's like him killing a guy in the sink and it's really gnarly you know like oh yeah that was brutal <laughs> and then it you know and then it escalates and with that same type of music playing but then it busts out into the full blown like club scene and where it's got like the crazy EDM going, uh, uh, whatever they were listening to was a banger. Also, by the way, like in the in the club or in the like hot tub. Well, actually both, but like p- specifically up in the club, I was jammed. I love that. that song in the yeah. hot tub scene. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I like them both. Actually, I think that the music, like again, the music and the lights in this scene, they just come together and meet the violence, and I think it's like just so fantastic yeah um i i think that this is the best sequence of the movie actually and i yeah i I think it really establishes like what you think of when you think of all the john wicks even though they do a thing i love about john wick is they do have different settings and dynamics but i mostly think of john wick and like a you know like a crazy party or something like in the second one you Mm -hmm. know yeah um and something something that's so wild about it so that's it's so strange watching it because like it's like the shootout and all this violence in like a crowded place but like no one there's never there's never any like casualties that aren't john or the people you know and it's it's super weird to watch like especially now in like a modern setting of like well even at the time but where it's like there's like yeah. mass shootings and stuff all the time, at, you know, at concerts and stuff like this. But then there's I, I think they just imply that John is like so skilled that he just doesn't miss. Yeah, it's, but it's something I feel like they play with, like the danger of that in these movies. Yeah. And, and sometimes it makes me uncomfortable. But like they're they're definitely conscious of it because like in every movie they they go out of their way to sh- like I think of him in common shooting at each other in the like uh what is it in the subway station when no one else notices or like uh when they're killing people in the crowds of people in the third one at grand central station or whatever and like literally no one flinches it's such a weird thing but i i kind of love it like because it like it again adds to this like feeling of like this kind of like this unseen underworld even though when it Mm -hmm. it happens in plain sight too you know like I, I think that they, especially in the club in particular, there's like an elegance to the way that John is killing these yeah. people. Where it's like some of these other people don't even notice anything's happening. Like they're just still partying or whatever. Yeah. Like even though he, even though he's shooting and stuff, it's um, crazy. I, yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. And I, then, and I, I have to bring up the one point actually when the music uh, is going super hard and he's on the balcony, and there is there is one like shot where he gets somebody. And he shoots him right in the fucking eye. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. God. So nasty. Yeah, there's some nasty kills in this for sure. I, yeah, just, uh, I, I loved everything 
about this scene, like the the way that uh, Yosef is is like running through the crowd, and like he's such a shit heel. He's using people to like block him and cover him from John and stuff. <laughs> he's in a um, towel, which is yeah. He's <laughs> he's in a fucking towel, yeah. And oh my god, and the uh, the fight between John and um, brother or whatever the heck his name was on, on the top of the balcony. Oh yeah, that, he holds it like, down when he gets thrown off the balcony onto the onto the floor. I like my body hurt. Like, first of all, you would be dead. Like nobody ever would survive that. Yeah. So uh, John Wick is obviously superhuman, <laughs> but oh my God, I, I, I was watching that and just like fucking cringing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a quite a, everything has an impact in this, which I love. Again, they, Oof. they show, they show everything. They don't, they never cut away from stuff, you know, like there's never, I don't know. They just, yeah, you feel every hit. I wish I knew more about, yeah. like, I actually knew more about martial arts because I know I watched just to speak on it because I, you know, I watched some of the stuff about it and it seems like crazy stuff they're, they're, you know, basing this on, like different types of juice. It's crazy to watch them talk about it because they're like, yeah, we, uh, you know, with this, we we're inspired by like Brazil, uh, Brazilian jujitsu. But then like, we also wanted to add a bit of like uh Japanese juice. And I'm like, what are you talking about guys? <laughs> but, uh, it, I, I love like, it's also just unique. You don't really, you know, like John Wick's fighting I, I, style I, in movies, you know, you don't see. A yeah. Lot. I don't know if this was a term before this movie, but it was the first time I'd ever heard it. And someone was like, John Wick is a gun foo movie. And I was like, that's pretty fucking accurate. It's like fighting Kung Fu, but with guns and stuff like Gun Fu. I, okay. Yeah. yeah I guess the only other thing before that, I like maybe the Matrix kind of described. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But even that was pretty, that was more so like hand in hand kind of combat. Yeah. You're like not the same as John Wick. Well, in a but sense. even this, it's not, it's not just like doing Kung Fu because it's like, like, I don't know, you, you could see this type of stuff in, like, they definitely borrow heavily from, you know, foreign martial arts films, especially as they go on. And they're open about that, you know, yeah. like, they get these people from, like, the raid in <laughs> the movies, you know. But, like, you you don't see, like, like, I don't think it's just, like, guns and kung fu, because you see, like, I don't even know how you describe, like, these grapples he's doing, you know, like, I love that, where he's, like like doing MMA to people basically, <laughs> but also like shooting. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I'm sure someone who is uh smarter about martial arts could better describe this stuff. But like, I just think I can't even think of another movie, especially in America that like comes close to a fighting style like that. So I feel like they, and it really, I don't know. It's really part of John Wick's character again. Like, yeah, he is that, that's what I mean when like he's that force yeah when I think of John Wick I think of a guy who puts his legs around your head pulls you to the ground shoots your friend while holding you then like has to reload and shoot you, <laughs> you know? he's always reloading is the thing too like they're very conscious of how many bullets are actually in a gun which I think is cool uh, yeah, I I totally love that. And we actually we have some MMA moves to talk about here in a second, but let's get to the church. Um this is this is a, a wicked scene in and of itself too. And it's it's like kind of a, a scene in two here, but like first he's got that shit priest, which is another yes. shit heel in this movie, actually. 
Uh, he's really good in his role. The imagery and of I, him I loved... shooting a priest, even though it's <laughs> yeah. not really a priest, is amazing. Man, I, I loved when uh, when the priest is like, I can't open this, Vigo will kill me. And then like John just like fucking unloads on someone. He's like, uh-huh. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I love, again, to Keanu, not, it's not the one-liners, but the one-worders. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where he just goes like, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like, no one says one word uh, like Keanu Reeves. You know, I think like usually in movies it's cheesy as fuck when like you have a slow-mo explosion happening with the hero walking away, but I loved it in John Wick when he yes. let all that shit on fire. Well, that, yeah, they're they're very aware of kind of how goofy some of it is, and I, I'm glad they like. That's what I love about this movie. It it hits like all these emotions, um, or yeah. like feelings that I love about certain movies that I love growing up. Where like at times it's like really gritty and like hard to watch. At other times it's like super like sad or whatever. Um, at sometimes it's just really cool, and then other times it's just like goofy as hell and like they they embrace all of it you know so that's what i love about this world it's like yeah they know they know when he goes when they're like what are you gonna do with all this money and he goes this and he just throws the like the fire (laughs) onto it or whatever and walks away slowly it's like yeah they know that's goofy as hell but i love it's so good it was awesome and so and then they get outside and he has a i don't know like a like a semi-automatic gun or something like that. That's a crazy that ass cool gun. Too. I don't know what it is, but it scared it scared me just looking at it. <laughs> it like he I don't know. I I mostly remember John for like having pistols, but like I guess he does use a lot of different weaponry in yeah. this movie because like that thing was that thing was crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, just thinking about the existence of that gun unsettles me in real life. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Um, the, the bump that John took when he got whacked by the car was fucking insane. I loved that. (laughs) So gnarly. Yeah. That was the brother who did Uh, that, right? I love. Yeah, that was, that was the brother. I love that, that the fighting started to go down and he immediately is like, fuck this. And like, you see him like walk off to the side and he gets in the car. Like that's actually was a good idea. Brother is pretty, pretty competent for the most part in this movie. If not for, well, actually we'll save that when we get to the safe house. Cause we're almost underrated there. Um, character. <laughs> I, I feel so. I, I was talking about this in our discord yesterday, but man, these, these dumb fuckers, like you got John wick, you better finish him off. And they don't, they, they tease and they bait. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh. I think, I think he thinks like, Hey, they're just going to kill him, you know, but he didn't count on Marcus being there. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, now we're officially at the safe house territory. So, like, yeah. first of all, before we get there, let's talk about that sick, like, sniper work from John Wick. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that was good shit. I totally forgot that this scene was kind of laid out the way that it was in this movie. With the shots and, of the video uh, game. Oh, man, it was it was awesome. They were actually... Uh, that. Okay, so that's that's one the one thing because I didn't want to go through all the director's commentary, but one thing I took from it that was again where they were they're kind of like joking about how they're not taking it that seriously all the time because they they were like showing the scenes intercut with the video game and they were like that's they're like this is our one moment where we're making a political commentary and they're like we don't know what we're trying to say but we said it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's like hell yeah i just thought it was like a really cool 
uh, juxtaposition <laughs> maybe is, is the right word. Yeah. Like it was just really cool how like those kind of blended together and uh, created like, cause like you can see Yosef, he feels a sense of foreboding watching this. Yeah. He's like, this, turn the fucking uh, game video off. game character. Yeah. And then his buddy gets shot right in the fucking brain. You know, I think only one uh, other, it was awesome. Only one other movie has been brave enough to cut in video game footage into the action like this. And that's house of the dead. So, and we know, yeah, we know how that movie turned out. <laughs> that was clear. And almost as good. Uwe Boll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, roll tied to Uwe Boll. Um, yeah, I, I loved the fight. And like, like you were just talking about with, uh, uh, Marcus, he showed up and saved John's ass again. So I, I don't know why, I don't know why Vigo would walk away and not, see that John was actually dead. I guess he trusted the brother to finish him off, but man, that seems like a bad choice. Yeah. And dude, their fight was wicked. Speaking of MMA moves, he fucking choked him right out. My God. Yeah, kind of an extended, uh, yeah, him fighting with a bag on his head and yeah. Oh. Amazing. Yeah, really God. well done. God, that is just brutal. Again. Oh. Um. So yeah, let's get to the finale of the movie. This, this is like almost like a, I think we would call this in video games, like a story battle where like it's you battle, but it's feels like kind of a, a fixed fight where like the, you okay, have, yeah. you're, you're never in danger of losing. That's kind of the vibe that I this got. Is, you're talking about um, the, on the docks or whatever. Yeah. On okay, the dock yeah. with, uh, when, when Vigo's trying to make it to the helicopter. Yeah. Especially um, cause we've, we've cause, sort cause of... Vigo knows he's going to die. Oh, he, yeah. He knows he's acting like it for sure. And this is also, we get a little bit of car action here, too, which I think is cool. Yes. Um, yeah. When he rammed that that SUV off of the ledge, Jesus. Oh, yeah, I, I cringed. I was like, ah, <laughs> just thinking about Oh. Yeah. So I think that this, the scene that I popped the hardest for in this whole movie, actually, was like, so John uh, is in his car and he runs over <laughs> somebody and the dude goes on his roof and he fucking Shoots. pulls out his Uzi. He's like, right on the roof. I was oh, like, yes. So good. That was fucking awesome. It was so good. Yeah. I, I yeah, knew, it, I knew you were going to say that exactly. <laughs> part. It's so ridiculous. I love it. Good shit. So yeah, Vigo, they have a nice little final fight, I think. Yeah. yeah no, I like it. Um, it was cool. It, I don't know. I think, uh, Michael Nyquist held held up in this fight, you know, like it was, yeah. Like, I think like you described it, you know what the outcome here is, but I, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool. And it's very, you know, cinematic, very, uh, little over the top, but Mm -hmm. it's pouring rain and all this stuff. And, um, again, thematically the two, those two characters kind of facing off worked really well. And I loved, I loved his death, you know? Yep. I I agree. I thought I thought that it was a great end and a good fight and a, kind of a, a a good capper on the movie. I, I love the be seeing you thing. I love that that's become a thing in the movie. Of, I mean, I guess it's not just been people he's killed. It's been like, um, like in co- common in the second movie, he lets him live and he's like be seeing you or whatever. But then he when he kills mm-hmm. Ruby Rose, she says it. And I love, I just love this idea of the the theme of like, you, you know, your past is going to haunt you forever and you're going to, and also like, you're probably see you in hell. Like you're going to end up the same way someday, you know? I actually never thought of it like that. Like, but that, I love that now that you said it, like kind of the, like see you in hell, like, cause that's very, 
Like, I mean, these guys are bad guys. That's where they're yeah. all going. It's it goes along with like ordering dinner reservations is actually cleaning up dead bodies. You know, where it's like mm-hmm. something as polite as be seeing you is actually like it, it is polite, but it's also like uh, you know, fuck. It's got fuck. some other connotations yeah. to it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So I do. I want to end the movie on the happy note that John gets a new puppy. Yes. And I, I love this. I love this dog. And, and we were we were talking, I think, privately or maybe in Discord or something, where I was really worried that in a subsequent movie that his dog was going to get um, – he was going to get into trouble by that other <laughs> bodyguard in the Continental. But he didn't, thank God. I, I love that they've just had – like, the dog – he always has to, like, find someone to watch his dog. And it's always, I guess, Sharon. Yeah. But, like, I love that, that it's like he just has a dog now and it's fine. <laughs> like uh and I'm nervous about it, but it, I like that he just has one. There were uh all these puppies at the at the shelter at the end too, weren't they? They were gonna be euthanized or something, right? I don't know. I think I get I maybe if you I, I feel like I remember watching and seeing that the first time that I watched it, but I didn't notice it last it's night. It's never like explicitly but said, sure. but maybe it might say on the cages or something. I don't know. Maybe he just stole a random dog, but I don't really care. He deserves a dog. No, neither do I. <laughs> um, okay, so that that's John Wick. Goo, I had, uh, in, in lieu of our thumbs up kind of questions that we usually do at the end of the movies here, I had some questions for you that uh, I want some answers to. Okay. So if you are ready, yeah, I want your take Maybe. on this. Did you did you know after, I, I guess, first of all, this isn't one of them, but like, is John Wick your favorite movie? <sighs> it's, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, just say one film like that you know because there there's so many different types of movies i like for different reasons you know what i mean but lately i have been telling people that uh chapter three is my favorite movie just because i i like getting out there and spreading the gospel of john wick you know what i mean like especially so my my first question to you is did you know immediately after you finished watching this that like this is my favorite movie or one of my favorite movies. Ever. Oh yes, absolutely. I knew, like I said, I knew when they started doing all the stuff in the beginning of like, you know, like hyping him up so much and being like, you know, I once saw him kill a man in a bar with a pencil, a fucking pencil. <laughs> Who does that? And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, this is going to be, this is going to be great. And then I, yeah. Walking out of the theater, like I like, yeah, I was like, I am, sold for every single one and it yeah it it immediately like entered the canon of like a favorite movie of mine and it has it hasn't even come close to leaving you know and i haven't gotten i i think last year we talked about it on the podcast but like there's all these you know was all these big movies coming out last year and i was most excited for that for chapter three more so than like any other thing you could tell me about right so I, you know, I was wondering this myself, actually, watching this last night, and it's like, um, like by by all accounts, this movie is way better than I feel like it has any right to be. Because there's like, there's a lot of like movies like this, but they they're just kind of like shitty B movies, like straight to DVD. Yes. Like what? And exact. What about this is is separating it? So that's um, I wanted to briefly mention that because the writer of the movie uh, has written other films before, like before this. And I'm pretty sure they're like, they were that they were like, kind of like old, they're like, um, those typical, like, almost like knockoffs of like taken or something like that, 
like movies right. that you get now with like Steven Seagal and Dolph Lundgren, where it's like just like <laughs> an old man who still got it, you know, which is kind of what this movie is. But people just don't realize how old Keanu is. But anyway, he's written these kind of movies and that's what this was intended to be. I think I think it was also originally called like Scorn or something like that. Just, you know, it doesn't it doesn't sound good necessarily. But the story is such a it's so simple that you can kind of work around it. And I think what makes this movie special is the fact that like one Keanu saw saw it and he I think he recommended the the directors for it. And I think it's them truly who are what make it special because they they obviously they understand the fighting and everything and how that needs to look. And so you don't normally get that in like a like a Liam Neeson movie because they have to cut around him like climbing over a fence. Right. You know, there's that there's that one clip that went around of him trying to climb a fence and they do like 16 cuts just to <laughs> have him climb a fence. So you have that, but then you just also have them like they're so they like wear their inspirations on their sleeve. And so they weren't afraid to make a movie that, that borrows like things from other films. And also like, I don't know, it's just very conversational with other films, I think. And even with the actors themselves, like they were open to having veteran actors kind of come in and like give them suggestions to kind of fill out their world and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, so that's what I think makes this movie special is that it is a, it's really comes down to the directors and Keanu Reeves and them making a movie that is just an action movie that is, you know, willing to be inspired and influenced by other movies and create its own thing too, you know? Hmm. Okay, my last question, I'm going to put you on the spot, okay. but I'm going to let you cheat a little bit. You can cheat a little bit and lump John Wick 1, 2, and okay. 3 together. Is this the greatest action movie of all time? Um No, I don't I don't I don't think so. Certain certainly like right now it's the best thing going at least in in America, but I I I think, you know, again like they their influences like a lot of what the series ends up doing is like paying homage to other great scenes, especially ones that people might not have seen that are foreign. And uh, it's actually crazy how deep the references go. So I actually think there are, there's other stuff out there that, you know, is better. Like there are certainly better like martial artists in the world and, and stuff like that, that you can draw from or like even, right. even like, you know, Bruce Lee films or something like that or obviously those are so iconic and incredible but I will say it's the best thing that we have going in terms of big budget blockbuster movies I don't think anything being put out even comes close in my opinion you know I think I would say that this is like the greatest like action trilogy that i can think of like you have movies like the raid which are just incredible martial arts movies but like they kind of miss the the same story and the same like mm. I, I don't know they they have a they don't have the same sense of weight to them almost like those are incredible fighting scenes like the fights are brutal but they don't have the same characters and then you have movies that have like really good characters like road to perdition but they don't have the same kind of action <laughs> they don't have like i i think that this yeah. is like 
really the the big package and that's that's me speaking as someone that's like i'm not like an action movie uh like connoisseur by any means you but watch I, a lot of i think that like <laughs> i watch enough yeah. you know yeah I, I i think that i would say that this is this was up there for me maybe i just like it a lot because you like it that but, helps like, <laughs> I, I don't know yeah I, that that definitely helps even compare like thinking of if we're thinking of like tentpole american action franchises like this this at least for making three three movies that are all I think amazing, like solid movies. Like nothing has done that that well. I don't think. Like even thinking of like yeah. the Matrix, which is. I, I was just gonna say, like on the on the front of the John Wick DVD, it says like this is Keanu's best role since the Matrix, mm-hmm. and I think like I think I like this better than the Matrix. I really do. Like, certainly two and three. Yeah, definitely more of a... I think that it's overall more consistent. Um, But yeah, it's it's hard to compare sometimes. But uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't have a problem actually saying that it's the best action franchise, uh, even though I waffled around that for a while. But it's, you know, I just like to give it that context for sure. I'm going to keep repping Um, it, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Any uh, any last thoughts? Any parting words you wanna you wanna say about John Wick before we get out of here, Goo? No, I mean, yeah, I think we actually even we pretty much covered everything important. I think. Um, yeah, I just you know what I will say. Um, I think, and this is more talking about the series, and and maybe if we do more, we can get into this more. But. I think that uh, one thing that's great about this series is that it, it the, they've gotten more confident as the movies go on, you know, because we see this their kind of first time and they're they're not, you know, it's not that you see they don't know what they're doing, but, you know, they've kind of taken a lot of suggestions and they're kind of laying the groundwork. Right. You just learn as you do. They're yeah, they're not fully leaning into everything. And I like now with the, I think the third one is is amazing because they find they kind of unleash <laughs> the franchise a little bit and it it finally has like not finally but it it has like a it's now the most distinct voice that it's ever had and i i don't know if that's going to keep happening but i i feel like these first 3 movies really especially cuz they take place like relatively close together like it really wasn't until the third one that i felt like like now we're making sequels, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's yeah. yeah. The third one in particular is like I watched it three months ago, and I have the memory of a goldfish, but I can still remember like distinctly like the three big set pieces or like action sequences in that movie, and they were all awesome. Yeah. Whereas, whereas so that's that's a testament if I can if I can remember it. Yeah. Whereas like this one, even within the scenes, like you see different sides of things and different types of fighting and gunplay and you see car stuff, but it like, you know, by, by the third one, it's like, you've got a horse scene, you've got a, you know, a knife museum scene. <laughs> uh, uh, and that's, yeah. that's what I'm loving now is that they're kind of like, they're kind of really going for the variety. <laughs> it's like doing what a good action. It's done what a good action sequel should do, which is things get bigger and, and, crazier but it's still like very much it's still well done like they haven't like you know lost their minds with it but they have you know (laughs) well uh 
I think that's I think that says it all. We hope that you guys have lost your minds about this episode of John Wick that we covered for Gooey's birthday. Yeah. So this is coming out on his birthday. Make sure that you uh, send him a happy birthday message over on Twitter at GooeyFame or over in the virtual theater Discord, which is the best place for you guys to hang out and talk with us and talk with the other virtual theater family in there. And, um, you know, let us know if you want us to cover John Wick 2 and John Wick 3 in the future. I don't think that we would have a... A problem diverting from our usual video game there's, movie schedule. There's to do only that. so many video game movies, so we got to do these side quests sometimes. We'll do more st- yeah, Star sometimes. Wars someday too. Oh yeah, that's a Christmas special yeah. coming up. <laughs> that's uh, that's a December show that you guys can look forward to. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's gonna do it for us for uh, for this episode. We're finally going to be delivering Hitman. Uh, next episode, uh, it feels like it won a poll forever ago, but we're finally going to be delivering on that uh, uh, next time that we're here, so you can look forward to that. In the meantime, we want you to consider heading on over to patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. Throw us a buck or two if you like what we do. We just released a couple bonus episodes, including thoughts on Final Fantasy VII, the latest Legend of Zelda cartoon episode, Uh, So lots of good stuff over there. That's patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. We are over on Twitter at virtual theater X. I am at Spateri316 and Gooey is at Gooey Fame. Uh, And of course, virtual theater is all over the place. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. We got it pretty much. So make sure that you are uh, liking and subscribing to virtual theater. Recommend us to a friend. That would be really sweet. And uh, until next time. We will see you guys then.